So, for this episode, we're going to talk about Eve's Bayou, and that's a film I want to say that came out in the 90s, and it stars Lynn Whitfield and the sister of Jesse Smollett when she was little, before she was in Great Debaters. And it also stars Samuel Jackson, some other actors here and there. And so, the interesting thing about Eve's Bayou is it deals with themes like memory, visions, which I'll compare to prophecy, but voodoo and other things um, such as serial adultery, betrayal, disenchantment with one's family, incest and rape, and also, among other things, lies manipulation and trying to discern the truth as it is and not as people present it. And so a little bit of a backstory is that with the story's beginning, the plot, it talks about the main character who's speaking, who's Eve is an adult. She's speaking about the summer her father was, she said that she kills her father and that her sister, Cecily, was just turning 14, I believe, and Eve was maybe 10 or 11 and Paul was, I want to say, 9, her younger brother. And it talks about how the land they're living on, which was Louisiana, they were kind of a part of this black middle class that were elite because they're descended from the slave called Eve. I forgot her name is. Well, there is, she had a slave owner, or his name was, I believe, John Baptiste, or he was, yeah, um, his last name was Baptiste. And he was sick and he was dying. And she saved him, I believe, with her African medicine and mysticism. And he gave her her freedom and this property and said that she begat him like 16 kids. So they may have had a marriage that wasn't supported by the courts back then, but they cohabitated and they created a family. And they are descended from them in that she was basically a witch or she was a seer. It's... I guess based on the semantics or how you want to interpret it. But then you find out that Eve's aunt Moselle has the gifting where she was born with this. Now, according to the Christian lens, what you need to know is that there does talk about people in the Bible. Some people, they're born with certain giftings already, and some people, God may give them giftings later in life. So like with Moses, he was not really good at speaking, but God allowed him to, be, to speak and he became a prophet. That was not necessarily something he had. Joseph, on the other hand, he was raised when he was a young man and growing up. He had the gift to discern what dreams meant and interpret them. But also he had dreams that would come to pass. And so he was a prophet too, or what some people would consider kind of a seer. Because seers sometimes they'll have dreams that come true, that prophetic. Or sometimes they will give visions about something either the past present or future and that's the thing sometimes prophecy slash um i guess when you talk to a psychic depending on what they do a psychic who's a psychic um, that's facilitating a spirit shall we say or that is a host to a spirit that is giving a type of uh i guess a vision or some type of reading that spirit more than likely doesn't 100% know because because God is the only being according to Christian text that is who is confirmed to know past present and future without flaw 100% accurate and so sometimes I believe spirits will guess based upon what they know of the person they know a past and they know what it is but they don't know for sure so for example 
Lucifer knew that Christ was coming, and Messiah was coming, he tried to use uh, the ruler of the day. He tried to use Herod to have the children, the babies two and under, baby boys, um, killed to get to wipe out Jesus. But he didn't know exactly where Jesus was, and same with Moses. And so he doesn't know everything. And so um, the thing is with this is that now you have to look at the supernatural realm as there's the kingdom of God and kingdom of Satan. There's no middle ground. So there's the kingdom of light and all that is good. Or if we want to change semantics, because I know some African-Americans have gotten upset about using the term dark as something overall, a generalization of things that are evil pertaining to black people, people of African descent. So if we want to talk about the kingdom of good and kingdom of evil so there are spiritual giftings and abilities and spirits out there be they for the kingdom of good or kingdom of evil and now humans come into play where we are is god from the time we were being conceived and developing we were designed not only with physical attributes but spiritual giftings as well every single human being that there is was or will be has this even those who've been boarded and were in heaven with the lord people who've died and seen heaven have confirmed that people who were aborted or who died in infancy, they grow up in heaven. They don't stay babies. Um, I know other people who've attested to this personally, but I won't go into that. And so now, with the story's plot, we see that at the beginning that Eve, uh, it was, I believe, I want to say it was a New Year's Eve party, or there was some type of ball. The family threw some nice leverage um, party, and you see the Eve's father flirting with the wife of a good friend and they're dancing and the way they dance back then is kind of like now how they call juking but it was like 1940s so they shuffle and it wasn't really much bottom touching somebody's nether regions but it's sensual and it's a form of foreplay so she goes out to the shadow she follows her father and the woman or she happens to go there and she fell asleep and they awoke her and they were having an affair and they're basically having sexual relations in the shed and she has she hyperventilates and she has somewhat of a breakdown and so her father calms her and she tells her sister Cecily who's older and Cecily tries to get her to doubt what she has saw with her own eyes as a coping mechanism to try to deal with trauma but later Cecily reveals that she believed her the night that she told her because Cecily reveals to um, Eve that the father had come on to her and been inappropriate. And even you see with his behavior of his preference for Cecily, there are clues that are not really out in the open. Like she says, do you like me as much as Cecily? You dance with her always, but you only dance with me in private. So um, from words from a child, you know, people think, oh, that doesn't mean much. You have to look at it from a different context. The father is a man who is a philanderer and has a sexual appetite that knows no bounds. He is willing to cheat with his best friend's wife. That being said, I don't think that someone who also who's having relations with different female patients, there's a scene where he was prescribing something to a female patient and she said, I have a certain illness and he said he tells his daughter to go outside of the house because he was visiting her at a house back when doctors would visit people in the house and they get it on. And she catches on to him. And so there's a point where there's a fight in their dinner and um, the mother and the father Lynn Whitfield and Samuel Jackson's character, they're fighting. And Eve pipes up and says, some illnesses, you just can't put your finger on it. That was to put in her, in their faces that she was aware of what her father was doing, that he was shady. 
and that he was being unfaithful and that he had also hurt Cecily. Uh, Another clue to that is that um, people debate this, but actually Cecily, there's a scene where she would have been just kind of off down in the dumps while they've been stuck in this house. So they were stuck in the house because the cousin, um, the aunt Moselle, who is a psychic and gives psychic readings, which her character I'll get to more in a little bit, but she foresees that there's this child that is going to get killed or hit by a bus, and I guess for some reason she couldn't discern who the child was or see who it was in the vision, but it looked like a male child. And so Roz is already unhinged and not reasonable, and they're kind of also a family that's a little superstitious. So she forbids any of the children to leave the house so long as until the vision of Moselle has come to pass and this child is killed and they're free to leave the house. So in the meantime, the children are kind of at each other's throats and going crazy in the house. And Cecily, she, who her father has been taking more of an interest into and spending time with her and she would wait up for him, according to the mother, she was down in the dumps. She was kind of bundled up in the bed and Eve spots underwear with blood on it, with the spotting of blood on it. She's like, oh, is this what it is? Cecily's got her period, and she's like, she she provokes Cecily, and Cecily gets angry, really defensive. It's almost the point of possibly killing Eve by strangling her. So this seems really out of, not appropriate, shall we say, out of character for Cecily and not appropriate, because over the spotting or something that they would have known about as sisters she acts very violent in response not only that but there's a scene or a part where she's complaining about cecily has been in the tub for all these you know hours and that's a common thing for people who are sexual assault survivors they're feeling dirty wanting to feel clean in this way of expressing their desire to become clean by washing physically a lot and so, and there's a quote that Eve says that there's not enough du- um, dirt, I think she said, in all of Louisiana that needs to be washed at that length. And so, she's playing about Cecily, and these are common, th- you know, these are little subtle things that are, you know, maybe just same as every day, much ado about nothing, or they maybe hint at something more sinister going on, because then there's a point where Cecily, she left the house, and she reveals the father gave her special preference to go and get her hair done and he dotes on her and when she gets her hair done she looks like a mini version of her mother which is creepy his wife not only that there is a special preference that was unlike any of his other children that he gave to cecily mind you she's the oldest and she's becoming more sexually precocious because she's 14 and so the thing of it was is that there comes to a point in the scene where the mother says i know you have feelings for your father basically but um, I'm forbidding you from staying up for him from now on because you stay up and wait up for him. And so then that becomes a fight between the two parents because obviously he's not happy that she's keeping him from his pleasure and she may be feeling somewhat threatened with Cecily because there's a few times where Cecily and the mother butt heads and Cecily berates her mother for being foolish and being mentally fragile to the point of keeping them all in her house because she believes that women will be killed and these irrational decisions she's making. Now, with the Aunt Moselle, she's interesting because she confesses she is very much like her brother, 
the one who Samuel Jackson is portraying and who's a serial adulterer. She's a serial adulteress herself. She's had many affairs, and so at first when she presented it, she talked about having three husbands. And there's different parts with Eve being at her house and witnessing her giving counsel to people that Moselle opens up who she really is to Eve. And that she's not the cool, suave, not suave, I guess the... We could say maybe she's that she's not the for it. not the really nicely done up and beautiful and glamorous aunt who has this cool ability. You know, she had this kind of Elvira thing going on, like Elvira <laughs> vibe, but she's not what she cracked up to be. So she reveals that like one of her she lost her husband that they show at the beginning scene due to a car accident. But then she also reveals that a past two men she said she loved, one she called her husband was because she was cheating on her husband with this other guy and there was a confrontation in the house and she basically chose the other guy and her husband got mad and shot him and I think then she killed her husband. But something happened, but she was able to present it differently. And so Eve is shocked and in horror at her aunt, basically, for this woman who made it seem very lovely, these men she talked about that she had lost and oh poor her for being a black widow. But then there's a scene where they encounter this local witch, this voodoo practitioner woman, who tells the mother, Roz, that she should look to her children for her strength in this unhappy marriage, and that in three years' time she'll be happy again, which is um, foretelling the father will be killed. And so then um, she's dissatisfied, but she goes about. And then the other sister, Moselle, the sister-in-law, who basically is somebody who does the council, what she calls it, and is a psychic. She has her fortune told, and she said, you're a black widow, and etc., and you caused the death of these husbands. And she got upset. It was felt like that was an attack against her, and that it was like she was speaking this curse over her. But in reality, the woman told the truth, and she may have not even consulted spirits with that. The fact of it is, the way that Moselle carried herself and the way she was with men, she was very careless, just like her brother, with people and play with people's hearts. And in the end, her lovers paid the price for it. Except for the only time this changes is when there's this man who comes to her and his wife left him. And he falls in love with her and she changes for the better, kind of, so to speak. And the house she lives in, they change it and it's lived up. And he says, I have to leave you to divorce my other wife properly so I can make you my wife officially. And they do this considerably the morally the right way and he doesn't die. He ends up being the lover she ends up with at the end of the film. Now, Samuel Jackson's character, however, the father, he doesn't mend his ways. And unfortunately, what happens is Eve gets so upset because she knows that he's hurting his sister, her mother, and all these other people and realizes he needs to go. So she consults that same witch uh, doctor, I forget her name, but she says, you know, can you make a voodoo doll for me? I need to kill someone. And she said, to do this, are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? Like, like what has this person, what has meant warranted, or yes, warranted you wanting him dead basically she says that they've hurt somebody that's close to her and so she does this in anger but the lesson also here is that curses and certain things aren't things you do in the heat of anger those things are something where once it's done the only way according to the christian lens it can be counteracted is by then invoking the help of jesus christ or god's kingdom to undo an actual curse curse 
which some curses aren't even done with blood magic. Some of them is you just speaking against something against someone and just allowing it or bidding it to come to pass to the supernatural realm. And so curses can act indirectly or directly because the witch doctor lady earlier on in the film told the she told the wife that basically sometimes a soldier falls on his own sword, saying that ruin was going to come to her husband anyway and he was going to die. However, that does not mean that that was not a curse, that she did not pronounce and speak that. Because even in the Bible, if you look at God was telling the Israelites he would free them in Exodus from Pharaoh and Pharaoh died because he ultimately out of his stubbornness went after and it said God caused his heart to harden but he still went after the children of Israel and tried to pursue them and he ended up drowning or same with there's a number of situations where people say something and indirectly they were what um, God said would happen would come to pass even if it didn't seem like a direct manifestation it took years for something to happen such as Saul trying to fight the inevitable of David becoming the new king because Saul messed up and God said that the crowd be taken from him. He hunts, tries to hunt David, but to no avail, and he still ends up getting killed and David becomes king anyways. So even though some of it was Saul's fault and it was an immediate thing, it still came to pass. And so the end result is still the same. And likewise with this. So what happens is that Eve asks for a voodoo doll and you see a scene where she takes a doll and she's sticking pins in it because she wants to cause her father to suffer she feels powerless in this situation with her family and with these irrational adults who are being selfish and going after their own desires or what looks pretty and what looks nice to them instead of looking at how it's really truly affecting the family and going likewise the mother because of the situation at the time it was like the 40s or 50s she's not talking about okay what's best for parents or leaving them the only thing that happens is cecily like they let her go off to live with her grandmother for a time because she wants to get away from the father for a bit and you know these people who've been making her life a living hell and so that happens but they don't consider if the marriage should just be broken up for the sake of the family or all this because of stigma or um not only that but eve reveals to her aunt moselle that she knows what her father's been doing and she says have you told anybody else and she said no and she said good because i would kill you if you did and so moselle shows that for her it was more important to be loyal to her brother who was not right who was corrupt rather than to protect her niece and her sister-in-law and nephews all from what her brother was doing who was not right he was corrupt so there's that then here comes the actual point where she seeks out the witch like i said before to have her father put to death and she's thinking it's gonna be a voodoo doll and she says take a piece of hair from your father now this this has actually happened with people doing actual magic related cursings or such voodoo cursings that they will ask for something that belonged to the person so they can curse them i don't know exactly about all the mechanics and logistics of those type of curses but i know that those are real and so she eve it's expecting to have this doll, you know, in this way to kind of make her father suffer directly, personally, but she doesn't get that. The witch says she put it in a wax coffin and she buried it, which is symbolic for basically saying she has marked him for death. And then what Eve does to not make that better is she kind of purposely lets it slip 
to the husband of Maddie Monroe, the woman he's been messing around with, that her father has been basically sleeping with his wife. And he's at a juke juke joint, or he's at a bar. And what happens is that he's at a bar, and he gets confronted by Maddie's husband. Maddie's also there, too. And so he's trying to take his wife home and say, like, if you so much as speak to her anymore, I'll kill you because you betrayed me, and you were like a brother to me, and you betrayed me anyways, and still slept with my wife. And so what happens is Eve is like, well, Dad, let's go home. And Samuel Jackson, who's getting brave, I guess he had beer muscles, but he did something to provoke the husband, and he gets shot. And so he still gets killed. Eve did still kill her father because the husband wouldn't have known what was going on between his wife and her father had she not said anything. Even though it was ultimately his deeds that did him in, Eve kind of was the spark that lit the match on him. And even at the funeral for her father, she sees the witch lady, kind of her face, and kind of eerily satisfied, and then she disappears. And then they deal with the fact that memory and even visions sometimes aren't as how, or how you perceive things aren't as how they actually were. Because then Eve was talking about how she found that their father had left their aunt Moselle a letter about an encounter with Cecily where Cecily said that her father raped her. And so the father, which I believe interpreted is that based off his character, he lied about Cecily coming on to him. And Eve confronts Cecily and said that you um, lied to me, I hated him for you, etc. And Cecily was like, he hurt me, and etc. And so Cecily was saying what happened, and even though, um, even though the father has given this other false account, even in death, to try to secure his image you know, et cetera, or I guess something he did before death, not realizing he was going to die. And then they kind of get a vision and the aunt gives this soliloquy, or I guess this monologue, kind of saying how she has peace with her brother dying. It was kind of a prophetic dream about her ex-lovers and going forward in life. And so the sisters, um, Cecily and Eve share a moment and it goes back to how Eve opened up the story talking about how old she was the summer she killed her father and how old her and her siblings were and all of that and at the end of it we are left to believe that according to perception Eve and Cecily were right all along even though there are these adults who are assumed to be the more authoritative and more trustworthy shall we say point of views and more credible people they're actually not because of their character and so yes this in the summation of it is just the different workings of the piece itself in the film not to mention there is imagery that suggests different things like for example the visions whenever you see them it's fuzzy and it's in black and white and it's not always as finite and detailed as the film in color and even some images surrounded with Moselle it was kind of showing her nature and this idea that Moselle was like this healer she was a psychiatrist well she was a psychic (laughs) but I bet she liked to think of herself as kind of like a psychiatrist or somebody who's a psychic who also counseled people emotionally and mentally too who sought out her wisdom and same with when she basically made this bag of 
this bogus bag of, I want to say, almost a gris-gris or some type of talisman bag for this woman who had been robbed, I believe, by her niece or something. And she was trying to make the woman feel better about having some piece of power in her hand by having this item. Same as Eve with wanting the voodoo doll. And she admits later to Eve brazenly or smugly like she doesn't know the difference about voodoo or whatnot all she knew is that she had received some help and etc and Eve said I thought you told mom you didn't do certain things and such and such and such so she reveals like the father kind of brazenly who they both are and she is taken up for her brother who is equally as immoral until there's a turning point for Moselle. And then for the father, he is somebody who needs to have the ruse of being a good person because he's a doctor and it has this prestige and these accolades. And he goes around helping people, but also his ability, his access to people has allowed him to become uh, almost pretty much a sexual predator and a philanderer because he's given him access to women and different people. And there's even a scene to add to that where they say, oh, Cecily's had her period, and it's the way Cecily's buried under her bed, it seems more dramatic than that, how she's dealing with it, and, like, um, the mother says to him, like, oh, she, to the father, she's had her period, and he said, well, I'm gonna get a look at you, she said, no, I don't want you looking at my body, and she says that direct, um, directly, and she says that definitively, and he says, well, I can get you a female or a lady doctor, and so she's like, okay, whichever, and so that leads me to believe that that doctor may have seen me could have taken a gynecological exam gynecological exam or given Cecily a pap and would have found out if Cecily's virginity had been taken well not always the, 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 um, the hymen is in a manhole of a vagina as a professor said but yes bottom line they would have been able to do this and yes that's basically it it's about illusions of power and control when really there are so many other factors outside of us that we cannot count on, i.e. a 10-year-old who revealed our shady secrets and our skeletons in the closet, or perhaps angry, jealous husbands who will kill you for trying to steal the love of their life and cheating them. And so yeah, and that's all I have for this episode, and please stay tuned for the next one. Thank you.